Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. We're talking Hustle, a basketball movie people liked. Yeah, it's official. Warning, many spoilers are coming up. A lot of them. Mm. All of them. All of them. <laughs> Just got to say it right now. I'm Taz Mellis. With me here are the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey yo. hey yo. And the international man of mystery, Lee Ellis. Lee. Via Zoom today, it's our man, J.E. Skeets. What's up, Skeets? Good day, sweet world. How's it going, guys? What's going on, And of course, the man making the magic happen, as always, it's JD. Hello. What's up, JD? There he is. There I am. There you are. Uh, First, before we get to the show, JD made the magic happen on No Breaks with Trey and Graydon Gordian yesterday, talking about the latest F1 race. It's got its own feed. Go check that out. As for No Dunks, we're taking a little break from the finals. Just a quickie. Quick break. Quickie. <laughs> Just one day break because Hustle dropped on Netflix. And everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody's hustling out there. June 8th, it dropped. Everybody started watching it. Everybody in the <laughs> NBA world because there's so many breaks in the NBA finals. People had to watch something. It's also in select theaters. Mm. Let me give you the deets on it before we get into it. The director, Jeremiah Zagar. Many producer credits on this one. <laughs> many, including LeBron James. Maverick Carter, Joe Roth, Joseph Fessy, any relation to Peter? I don't think so. Jeff Kirschenbaum, Zach Roth, Alan Covert, and Adam Sandler, who also is the star of the show. And he stars alongside NBA player Juancho Hernan <laughs> Gomez. And I have to say NBA player Juancho Hernan Gomez because I'm sure many people out there didn't even know he was a player in the NBA, including mm. my wife, as we watch really? this. Yeah, she was... Uh, how would she know Wancho Hernan Gomez? <laughs> That's a deep he, 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 no, but he gets That's spoken not surprising. about. You know, he gets spoken about and uh, you know yeah. talked about. Like he's not a he's not an unknown name. You know, like he's got a, a unique and name stuff like that. Yeah. She doesn't. Oh, watch. you think you, you think that people would know Wancho because they know Willie? Well, <laughs> that's even more surprising. There's two of them, yeah, there's two of them and, and, and it's just kind of funny, you know, to talk about them. You know, like I'm sure Hernan Gomez has been brought up in my house before. You know, really? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Willie, not Wancho. That's Wancho, not Willie. Yeah. We got both of them in yeah. this in this movie. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Well, we'll talk about Wancho. Yeah. The only thing my wife enjoyed. Uh, really, at, at the beginning, was Wancho taking her shirt off every two mm. minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is a great drinking <laughs> game if you're watching this movie. Take a drink every time Wancho takes his shirt off. Um, mm. Anyways, just to give you more deets, Wancho's antagonist is played by the Timberwolves Anthony Edwards, mm-hmm. who was phenomenal. Hustle, Hustle also stars some other phenomenal actors, Queen Latifah, Ben Foster, Robert Duvall, and many, many NBA players and personalities. This was surprising to me. I didn't know this going in. Mostly playing themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. Kenny Smith plays an agent, 
that's probably the the NBA personality with the biggest role. Dr. Mm-hmm. J's out there being cool. You got Boban Marjanovic. Mm-hmm. We'll get to them as we get deeper into the pod. Quick, <laughs> quick synopsis. A basketball scout for the 76ers, Stanley Sugarman, played by Sandler, discovers a phenomenal streetball player while in Spain, Bo Cruz, played by Wancho, and sees the prospect as his opportunity to get back on an NBA bench as a coach where he truly wants to be. But then the relationship deepens and the story really becomes about Sugarman wanting Cruz to succeed. It's lovely, a lovely film. Now, we wanted to watch this a couple months ago. We saw the trailer. It looked good. And then our resident film critic, JD, (laughs) got in the slack, called it a near-perfect film. Wow. So first question for you, JD. Sure. How did you feel when you finished watching this movie what, what? how do i feel when i finished yeah i got right on slack and i was like <laughs> damn you guys hustle because i thought of you guys while i was watching it i'm like it, basketball sickos would love this movie it's mm. just mm-hmm. it's such a treat like you're, you're sitting there and, and you know for me it's like holy shit there's kyle lowry and he's just playing himself and you know and just the all the cameos all the uh the basketball itself uh i mean i'll let you guys speak to it but it was like I believed it. I was. Wa- I felt like I was watching uh, real basketball happening, and part of that is the editing. I know, but also part of it is you have real basketball professional, cream of the crop basketball players playing basketball, and uh, yeah, I just thought it was. It had a lot of heart. I mean, you know, movies like this, we've seen this movie before a million times, and we watched what? What do we watch like? 25 sports movies it felt like (laughs) you know from air bud to the way back and uh we've we've seen all of the 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 plot points in all of these movies and this one just comes out uh great it's just like a warm blanket it's like tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich it just (laughs) makes you feel good and uh and i just thought they did a great job so i wanted to hop on slack and let you guys know that uh I endorsed this movie. <laughs> official. Official stamp of endorsement. <laughs> Very few things go farther in my household than a JD recommendation. <laughs> like, I didn't watch Silver Linings Playbook for years just because JD said it wasn't that good. Uh, yeah. But this, once I he said it was, it was damn near perfect, I was like, oh, we got to watch this soon. <laughs> then I saw a tweet from Cristiano Ho who said, this is what about this guy, the movie? Mm-hmm. And it yeah. 100% is. Like, I always felt like I was doing a checklist to make sure I got down every cameo. Then you see the credits roll at the end. You're like, oop, got that one, got that one, got that one. Didn't notice Aaron McKee in there somewhere. Uh, yeah. Check yeah. it off. Uh, but yeah, it's really fun to watch. And like JD's saying, the basketball is pretty solid. There are still plays where you're like, obviously this is set up to be an assist to make Wancho look good or something. But at least it's an NBA player doing it. It's better that way, I think. Get an NBA player teach him a little bit of acting and let the basketball happen naturally, then get an actor and make the basketball happen, and it never looks natural. Mm. I thought this was great. An instant addition to the best basketball movies ever list yeah. to me. Adam Sandler now has two of them in the past five years because yeah. the guy obviously loves basketball. This must have been a dream for him to make this movie. Absolutely. Uh, Sandler mentions in, in some of the interviews around the movie that he just wanted basketball players to be playing the basketball, the official basketball players. He is such a diehard. So I agree. He he absolutely adored making this movie. I guess one of the smart things he did was get the basketball players basket, playing basketball, but not so much acting. As yeah, It's a who's who of players who make cameos, uh, but there isn't a lot of acting from those people. Uh, Skeets, first impressions from you and just in general? Yeah. <clears throat> I thought we made the movie for a second. Like Trey said, it's a, it's a, Hey, what about this guy? A uh, big part of the movie. The other thing is 
an inside joke with us is where's Wancho? And <laughs> of all the every players. time he was on film, I'm like, oh, there he is. So He's I was like the, the Leo meme. Like, oh, where's Wancho? He's right there. Uh, so there was that. Well, as well, it's, I, you know, JD sort of slipped in there. This movie has already been made 10 times before, and that's okay, because this is a great movie. It's a lot like the air up there. Uh, which is one we didn't do, if I remember correctly, yep. uh, with Kevin Bacon. It's like it's got vibes of that. There's a lot of like uh, the blind side, I guess, uh, slipped in there, a football movie. And then it's got a hell of a lot of Rocky and not just because of the, you know, the <laughs> Philadelphia ties. It's I mean, it's to the point where Anthony Edwards is Apollo Creed. Oh, yeah. Who totally. Wancho's Rocky, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, I uh, I like Trey. It's a lot of like I'm writing down lines, like not even cameos. I was like. Whoa, somebody just made a reference to Drew Holiday's post-defense. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm like, okay, let's make note of that. And then there's like a line about sacrificing, like Manu Ginobili. Coming yeah. off the bench. Uh, you gotta come the, off the, the bench. This kid is the new freak, like uh, Giannis. And uh, there's obviously the what I think is already an iconic uh, Scotty Pippen and Wolf had a baby line. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's... It's for basketball sickos. I think it's been called sort of like a, a love letter to basketball from Sandler and the people that made it. And that makes sense. It's a, it is a lot of fun. It, it's and the basketball is solid because they're basketball players. So it should. Lee, what stands out to you from your first impression watching this? Yeah. Movie? Um, so when I saw JD's uh, rave review, I was like, <laughs> okay, I got to get in on this, and uh, I thought it was good. I, I wouldn't say damn near perfect. I, I wouldn't hmm. say that because. Uh, mm. Mainly because nobody it, dressed up like an old woman housekeeper <laughs> and danced around the house. No, but just That's my one criticism. Because the, the you know in most basketball movies you know the the guy has some sort of issue he's got to overcome and then he comes back and then he hits the game winning shot and the championship celebration. And this was kind of the same thing in that sense that you know this guy was down and out he wasn't going to make it he comes to America and then he's got the issue with his uh, assault charge back in uh, or, or on his record there. And then he has to overcome that. And then Adam Sandler, he's kind of been lying to him a bit. And he's like, hey, man, you lied to me. And then he brings in his family and they come back. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, oh, so he did make it in the end. Like, I, I, I sort of felt that was going to happen and did. And so yeah, that's, it's that's a sports the point. Movie. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I just sort of – I just was like, well, it, it is the same sort of storyline, though, that we see in a basketball movie. Like, I, I, I thought at one point the movie was going down the alleyway of like – it was more white man can't jump where he was just going to hustle people for money and become like mm-hmm. a great street baller because he was doing that early on. But um, so in the end – and then he gets drafted by the Celtics and I'm like, oh, okay. So it's a bit of a twist at the end there, but uh, – Ultimately, you know, he reached the same goal that most of these movies do, these basketball movies, where it's like, oh, he hit the game-winning shot, except in this, in this case, he got drafted to the NBA. So it was fine. It was fine. I, would, I just wouldn't say damn near perfect for my uh, – hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll get to my rating later on. But, uh, yeah, we will. We'll get to our ratings later on. I will say, on. though, Adam Sandler um, – his last two movies, his acting has been incredible. Oh, he carries he, this movie. Absolutely, absolutely carries this like, movie. Because The Wedding Singer... Um, what, what's <laughs> well, we're going back. No, no, no. Happy Gilmore. Classics. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, but, but to me, yeah. those movies, like, they were fine, but they weren't, like, absolute bangers for me. And, and his acting was fine then, but he's really taken a step up in his acting, I think, now. And Uncut Gems and this one, I thought, easily his best two movies for me. Yeah, we uh, watched. Personally, it. I think Billy Madison is a damn near perfect <laughs> as well. But this did have a little bit of a, a somewhat cut gems, I would think, feel to it. There's a lot of tension in it. There's a For lot sure. of ups, a lot of downs, and you know there is the slight gambling aspect of kind of uh, the Sandman gambling with Wancho's career a little bit. So they they played similar tonally to me a little bit. Obviously, this is a much more family friendly. Though I will say, was it rated R? 
I don't know. I actually I don't, don't remember noticing I think that. It is. There's a lot of F yeah. words, I would imagine. Yeah. Just yeah, so it's definitely. probably rated R for Yeah, that and reason. you know, your mother's a whore and yeah. so that <laughs> yes. kind of thing. The masturbation stuff. Oh, that was <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> so yeah. Who's, who says your mother is that That's Anthony what, Edwards? No, Adam, Adam it's Adam Sandler. Sandler says that. It's a, when he's oh, trash talking. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. first line off. when he trash talks yeah. is like in the gym, and he says it so calmly, and yeah. uh, that got a big laugh out of me actually. Yeah. Yeah. I love that scene. She's yeah. not a whore; they get paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, Sandler was very, very, very good. I, I tried to think back to the scenes that he wasn't in because I felt like he was in every scene. There were a couple where he wasn't, but he absolutely carries the movie. He, he's really, really good. Getting back to your point of this being sort of the typical basketball movie, I'll say there's a couple atypical things. Yeah, Wancho makes it to the league in the end, but there are no game-winning shots. I mean, we don't yeah. even see him play yeah. in the NBA. The, the last thing we see is him warming up for an NBA game. So there's that aspect. I mean, really... But that, that to me, is the game-winning shot that he makes yeah. it in the end. Yeah. That's, that's the journey for him is to get to the NBA. But you could have like, seen some cheesiness they could have played that game and he could have hit a game-winning shot. At yeah, I mean, course, yeah. But they, yeah. they didn't make that mistake. Another atypical thing, which was kind of cool, when he is hustling people, as you said, Juancho Hernan Gomez is hustling people, it's all block shots. Yeah, He's yeah, just yeah, swatting yeah. people. <laughs> so he's, I, not hitting, yeah. he's not hitting buckets. So I like that sort of twist to it, where it's right. like, okay, rather than the guy just going out there and no one can stop him, it's like, okay, can you even hit the rim, I think, was uh, to get 20 bucks and score was yeah. to get 50 bucks. And it was like, okay, I don't mind that. I mean... And he was swatting shots. Of course, they were all set up there. But that was something we haven't really seen before, where defense is uh, is what wins you the, <laughs> wins you the respect out on the court there. Defense wins respect. Yeah. That's right. So, J.D., what was your favorite thing about this movie? What carried this movie for you? Well, I think it is Adam Sandler. And I think that uh, Danny Benson brings up a good point here in the stream team. It's it's like Rocky from but from Mickey's perspective. He's the yeah. It's his journey. Like he is the one that you know. He starts. I mean, it, the whole movie is bookended by uh, two great shots. Really, the first one is the first thing you see is him all schlubbed up and he's walking through this dank, gross tunnel. He asks the guy, "You taking me to see basketball or a cockfight?" Like the right. guy's like. Yeah, we do it all here, but the, and then and then that's where we we meet that we meet uh, uh, Boban in this great scene where, yeah. where it's just like uh, what you're 22? No, I'm not 22. <laughs> the, oh, you're, this is your son. How old is he? So all that stuff was great, but he's at the bottom basically, and he's been doing it for 30 years. And and then the final shot of the movie, one of the final shots is he's walking through the the tunnel of the Phillies, uh, or no, sorry, the Phillies, the the 76ers, uh, the tunnel next to Doc Rivers in the place where he wanted to be the entire time. And it's just an incredible shot. And it's all one of those things where I go, how do they do this? Because the Wells Fargo Center is completely full and they have that great steady cam shot of him, you know, uh, that basically circles him. And he's literally his dreams has have been realized. And of course, uh, Bo Cruz's dream has been realized as well. But Sandler is the main character of this movie and it's mm-hmm. really yeah. about his journey and that's a little bit of a twist on the uh, the the sports movie so to speak but uh agreed but yeah but but that point though at the end so he becomes the assistant coach in the end that's what his dream was and mm-hmm. he he basically resigns from the organization when the uh when the son takes over there's tension between those two from the start. We can feel it in the in the sort of um, player prospect conversation there. Anyway, so he gets him back, back out on the road. He doesn't want to do that. Adam Sandler wants to be the assistant coach. But then he comes back and they have the big blow up and he says, fuck you, I quit. Mm. Right? And then later on, we see the sister 
who basically has just come in and taken over the operation of the of the team. Why didn't we see any conflict between the sister and the mm. brother at that point? Because to me, <laughs> that brother, he was a character that was like, there's no way he's just going to back down to even to his sister once he had control of the team. And But instead, she's, she turns up, she kind of smiles at him, and the next thing she knows, she says, I'm going to make some changes. And then it's like, well, so where did, surely that would have been a good scene to have like the, the brother and the sister fighting to <laughs> no, be like. No way. No way. This is a movie about Adam Sandler and a little bit about Juancho Hernan Gomez. We don't need like front office politics like the Lakers, but, Jerry Buss and Jeannie Buss but, figuring out who's leading the but team. We didn't that, even see him walk. We didn't we didn't see where, how how she even took over control of the team. <laughs> so, so you want like a voting scene? I like wanna, them sitting I wanna, around I a boardroom like, to, to, talking to about who that. the dad left the team to? I think that's, I think that would be super boring that's a business movie yeah but that to me is like you, you've got the brother who's in control and he's a super tense character and then all of a sudden he just loses power and we don't even see how that happened and why well I mean Sandler when uh, he said right when uh, when when Bo gets the invite to the combine uh, Sugarman's saying your owner didn't want this guy remember that he went on TV and said we don't want him we didn't want him yeah. to come here so I mean he's got a bad rep there I just just to me this is not a movie about like front office intrigue in politics. Well, I, I just think he for him to get back to his assistant coach without even seeing how that even unfolded for, for because we knew he would the the, da, uh, the son wouldn't have brought him back in the sister did but the son just like just vanished and I was like oh, okay I guess he's not in control anymore. Yeah, Ben Foster there uh playing the son uh, my wife kept saying that's Justin Timberlake with a bald mm. cap right <laughs> oh, he was in Justin Timberlake's uh, movie Alpha, uh, Dog. Alpha Dog yeah, yeah. interesting uh, okay so JD you're about to say you've got a theory about the oh, sister taking over? There's no theory. I just think that they probably shot a scene, some sort of confrontation, and then it just ended up on the floor. It's a two-hour movie as it is. I mean, I, I see your point, Lee, but at the same time, it's just he admitted that he fucked up drafting the German guy at the very beginning of the movie, and Sandler didn't want him to do that. And then he was basically desperate to get a new piece in there. And then the the embarrassment of trying to throw Bo Cruz under the bus on TV and, uh, you know, and then he's suddenly trending with the Boa challenge. I mean, it's pretty much implied that this guy is sort of, he's messed everything up and he's in disgrace and uh, the sister is taking over. I get your point, but I'm, I personally am fine with it. I like that they did do a couple of the, the cutting room floor things. I think when Adam Sandler gets the call from Kenny Smith after he says goodbye to Bo at the airport. It looks like Bo is gone, and Kenny Smith says, I got a game for you. And Adam Sandler says, well, Bo's gone. He's long gone. Well, is he in the air? What are you on the phone with me for? And then then it's cut to them right in the car as opposed to him you know tra- running in the airport well, and you having do, another conversation you do see sandler running down yeah. uh like a gangway or something like excuse me sorry 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 excuse me but you never see him go hey man there's a game come with me yeah. probably because that was during the season and watch was playing maybe uh well like I, i'm glad they didn't do it just because it would have been so repetitive yeah, sure. They didn't need it. It's, yeah it's they like, didn't need it exactly skeets you're exactly right yeah, i actually think one of my favorite thing about the movie is like it's not heavy handed. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, you could have easily, I, I thought they were going to. Uh, so maybe this is me like projecting onto it. I thought Sugarman, I thought Sandler's character was going to be an alcoholic right. or, you know, like a, a real, like a bit of more of an asshole because of issues that he was like caught up in. 
but he wasn't. I mean, he was just like this guy that really obviously had the goal and been putting in the work and been overlooked, overlooked. And just, uh, you know, I, I was amazed that they didn't make him, you know, he's drinking Burger King Cokes all the time uh, <laughs> and, you know, having uh, crappy fast food out on the road, but he wasn't from what I can remember, like an alcoholic at all. So that was good. I thought they were going to do something when the daughter, uh, you know, there's talk about like, are you going to go to school? Or are you going to not? I thought like, her doing all the viral video stuff was like gonna get her into school mm. and i'm like i was gonna be rolling my eyes at that like oh she created a viral video thing and it's like now she's in they they didn't do that i mean you can jump to that conclusion i guess but that's not hit over the head uh in this movie so things like that uh even like bo cruz's whole like his backstory about why he didn't sort of become a professional player because of his daughter and, and you know, getting pregnant, uh, a girl pregnant really young. Like, even that, I thought, like, they didn't, like, go really overboard with um, in a good way. I thought they, like, so many times in this movie, in the wrong hands, they the, the director or the people making it would have done that. And uh, mm-hmm. I was, like, applauding them for not in a lot of instances. And those are just a couple that, like, come to mind. I think there are other ones, too. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and doing some research around this film... Adam Sandler was apparently Juancho Hernan Gomez's acting coach as well. He was sort of his, you know, his 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 agent buddy trying to help him out emotionally, trying to help him out on the basketball floor, and then he tried to help him out acting-wise. And as you said, Skeets, they didn't really go overboard with his backstory. There wasn't a lot of Juancho acting, let's be honest. There, no. I mean, he was in a lot of scenes, but the most he really had to emote was in the car there where he told him, about the assault charge, yeah. ab- about what happened. Or getting angry at uh, Kermit. <laughs> getting <laughs> Kermit. angry at Kermit at, uh, <laughs> at the Combine, I suppose, which I think probably a smart move. Like, it's easy for an NBA player to play a cool guy, just being cool out there. <laughs> easy to be an upset guy. Everybody has a temper at some point. The hardest emotion, for sure, for a new actor is, like, regret and remorse and sadness because, you know, it kind of looks like you're just smelling a fart when you're out there. But <laughs> they kept it focused on the journey of of Adam Sandler's character, Sugarman. They kept it focused on the journey of Bo Cruz. And like you're saying, we got enough backstory sprinkled in. It's very much a show don't tell because they do mention like the, the daughter does go to film school eventually. But yeah. all they say is like he's calling to check in on how homework went and she's now doing homework. We don't have to like see her editing a video or anything like yeah. that. I thought they did a great job of circling and weaving in things that they've kind of mentioned throughout the movie without making it about that stuff, keeping the focus on what the focus should be on. Yeah, and not only could they have gone deeper into how she got into school, as you said there, Skeets, but they could have gone deeper into just more viral promotion for Bo Cruz as well. There was the hashtag Bo Challenge that got him sort of on the scene, but they could have they, they could have gone way overboard and, and come back to... Oh, this guy's big on the internet. That mm-hmm. that type of thing. But they only did it that little one, that once, and it you know pointed to reality and and how things. Peter Vesey made a cameo in that. He was. So I wonder if there is a relation there to uh, yeah someone because it was Luca, <laughs> the producer, Peter Vesey, and uh, somebody else was yeah, reacting to those highlights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Iverson. Oh, that's Alan right. Iverson yeah, 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 yeah. One of the producer credits is Joseph Vesey. Mm. Not certain on the relation to Peter <laughs> and how that. Connected. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. As you said, as you as you said, they're one of the many, 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 many NBA cameos. So many, but just lightly sprinkled in without mm-hmm. a lot of acting. 
I'm looking at the list here. There's probably about 30, 35. Dirk was uh, an, was, another one on the phone. He was awesome, Dirk, because uh, you wonder if he, if he was even acting at, in that moment or if that was just improv, you know, because it was classic Dirk. Like, who is this? Where would you get my phone number? And Adam Sandler's kind of panicking a little bit because he wanted uh, Wancho to know, hey, this is legit. I know this guy. And then Dirk eventually, uh, you know, gives in and says he, he knows him. But uh, I thought that was a great cameo. Him and Boban were probably the favorite for me. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like seeing like the most random of dudes. Like I got really excited when Alex Abrinas yeah. showed up. I was like, yeah. he left the NBA under kind of like odd circumstances mm. to to go back to Spain. So to see him show up, I was like, Abrinas <laughs> looks like he's doing all right. I like seeing Jimmy Goldstein there on yeah. the sidelines of uh, you know the big exhibition game yeah. they had at the end. Obviously, it's funny seeing uh, Jose Calderon. I love that they had Brad Stevens in this movie and gave him the absolute. <laughs> dorkiest line to say in the entire movie oh you can tell he will impact winning at our level i was like that's the perfect guy to give that line to so i thought they nailed it you say they're sprinkled in they're like dumped in there's an nba cameo every 30 seconds it feels like which you know if you're a sicko is perfect right and brad stevens for the sickos ends up being the uh, the general manager of the team that Juancho Hernan Gomez goes to. So he says, yes, he will impact winning, and then he ends up on his team for the, for the sickos. <laughs> Has Brad Stevens ever come up at, at your dinner table? Uh, <laughs> not the Brad Stevens, but probably a Brad Stevens. It's a pretty, uh, you know, <laughs> What's pretty dull name. So, yeah. <laughs> a Brad Stevens. <laughs> so, yeah, they were, they were dubbed. There was a lot of them. I, just, I, I guess I use the word sprinkle because they didn't hit you over the head. True. Like, if you didn't know... Alex Abrinas or Jose Calderon. Right, or yeah, those yeah. are just those are just extras in the background warming up while uh, Wancho Hernan Gomez is uh, hanging out, and his brother Willie also uh, sneaking in there. Uh, it was yeah an NBA fans wet dream for sure. As you said, Skeets, we could have made this movie. Did did those moments? Did all the players and and all the sort of the NBA branding uh, was it done well for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I, I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around this movie without all of that. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's as, as entertaining or as great as uh, it sounds like a lot of us think it is. So uh, I think they they knocked that out of the park. And, like, kudos, I guess, to the NBA and obviously the 76ers and all that for making it all happen. And all the agents are getting these guys in it. Um, they even went a level, like, deeper, I guess, is the best way to put it. It wasn't just, like, NBA players and then – NBA front office guys and then NBA broadcasters, NBA legends. Then we went down to like and one guys, right. uh, yeah. you know, like the professor, the professor and the bone collector. And like, it's like, wow, we are really tapping into a uh, basketball fandom. So, I mean, I'm just upset. Like we didn't get a small, like, Trey shutting down Lee in the boa challenge or something mm. like that. Like we could have had a quick uh, no dunks <laughs> clip or something like that in that little montage there when it's going viral. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think overall I was loving all the cameos. I will say though, Trey brought up Jimmy Goldstein uh, at this like secret game. I rolled my eyes big time at that one. I was like, <laughs> okay, no, no, this is what Jimmy Goldstein is not going to this game in where they where were they telling us maybe it was in the bronx i guess or something like that uh, like, probably, probably, uh, yeah, yeah it was remember. new york because he was in philadelphia yeah. and he had to go over to yeah new york. i think it was in right. the bronx uh hey. that was the one that was the one where i laughed at i'm like oh, okay i mean we, i know we just gotta get jimmy in the movie that's fine 
fun cameo, but like he's he's at this secret game. Uh, that felt yeah. Strange. Last not? week, Jimmy Goldstein ordered me off the Boston Celtics logo to so he could take a picture at media day. So it seemed very real <laughs> wow. to me. I mean, look, the NBA games. Yeah, yeah. he's going to these games, draft combine. Sicko game. man. Yeah, yeah, put I, him at the combine. He wasn't at, put the, him combine, at the combine. Right? That's like, a good call. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Or, or anyway, the game uh, at the end. I guess yeah. you could have yeah. got a shot of him at the game. For sure. But that wouldn't be – that doesn't put him on the inside. You know what I right, mean? Yeah. Like, I think Jimmy would want to be on the inside. <laughs> if you're going to put me in this movie, I want to be, like, the the cream of the crop VIP secret game. That's where you're yeah. going to put me. Yeah, so. maybe he goes to these secret games. Maybe, look, maybe would, he does. I wouldn't maybe be surprised. I, I agree with you guys. Uh, I think they did an awesome job having one foot in reality and one foot in fantasy or fiction. You know, even the fact where Willie is there at this gym, his own brother is there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, these guys are going to let you play. And uh, right. and apparently Willie, I think, auditioned for the part as well. But uh, that's a, an aside. But uh, but yeah, but the only the only one that I did not love. And this is no shade to Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. He did a great job. Actually, I was very surprised at how good he is in this yeah. movie. Yeah. But he should not be in this movie because he's too big. He's it's a distraction, especially when we cut to the TNT desk and he's not there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so hold on. And in, in, that's the only time I was like, hmm. Well, there was a couple of times, but that was that was the biggest. It was just like, OK, so I guess Kenny Smith. It doesn't exist in this universe. Is that what you're telling me? Like, I like again, he did a great job, but I think it was a mistake casting him as as this agent guy. You could have literally gotten anybody to to play him, and you could have had Kenny do something else because obviously the guy can act. And I hate to say that because uh, you know uh, I love to hate Kenny, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he there was you pretty go. good. He was he great. Was. He probably had to do, I feel like, the most acting yes. uh, of any yeah. of the NBA people who yep. were there. But I'm with you, JD. It was very weird when they showed the inside desk. That was one where I was like, I had to pause it and rewind. I'm like, did they sneak Kenny in there? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just Chuck sitting in Kenny's seat, yeah. which I don't think probably is something that a lot of people are like, wait, they're sitting in the wrong seats. But if you watch NBA, if you watch the NBA every night and you watch inside, you're like, ooh, a three-man desk. This is very strange. Uh, yeah. So there, that, that there's also there's also little things like Embiid is nowhere to be yeah, found yeah, yeah. in a movie about the the Semi Sixers. So, but then he, trade was, he, did, he was a trade rumor. Yeah, he was a trade, but then he did take the tip ball at yeah. the end of yeah. the, of the mm. game. But yeah. he was yeah. no when they talked about every single Philadelphia 76er under the sun. You're totally right. He just wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I, I believe the MJ'd final this. game maybe. is a real game. Yeah, we got a tweet um, from yeah. Aesthetics as Ice. Uh, the Celtic Sixers game at the end was footage from their January 14th matchup. Yeah. But Wancho didn't play in that game, so they had to splice him in. <laughs> and obviously he yeah. wasn't number 22 either. Yeah. That's retired by the Celtics. He was 41. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I guess they could have worked in a way like honoring Dirk since they had the, fa the FaceTime. But, you know, give him 22 just like Stanley. The yeah, exactly. I, I think though just back to Kenny Smith for a sec when he was offered this role he grabbed it in two seconds because you could tell he loved being the power agent and being the man <laughs> yeah. who could get things done I mean maybe they said to him do you want to just be Kenny on the desk for a cameo or do you want to be this and he's like oh give me the agent because he was uh, he was always looking great speaking great had a very very strong role 
and uh, made to look pretty good as well. Oh, so yeah, for sure. You know, he uh, he loved it. I laughed at the look of the titty scene. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't that was I can't deny it. I noticed the side boob at the beginning. I was like, ooh, this is a little racy uh, for an NBA-affiliated movie. And then, Kenny, what a setup. He got you. He got me. Yeah, I laughed at it too, no doubt. Kenny, Kenny was a natural in that role. He, he played it really, really well. Before we move on, any other cameos that you, you want to discuss? Because uh, Tobias Harris, I think, probably had the second most... I don't know, acting Act, besides yeah. Kenny Smith. Didn't talk a lot, but... Uh, well, no, no, no. How are we not talking about Anthony Edwards? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's not really, really a cam- cameo. Yeah. <laughs> right, I guess not. Anthony yeah. Edwards, that was a natural, obviously. Oh, Him trash-talking. He killed it. Absolutely. He was so good. He was so good. It's like, I'm also like, it's crazy when you think like, how old is he? 21? Uh, Currently, that, like, probably. Yeah. yeah, he would have been yeah. young when it's, he recorded this. It's amazing. Uh, not amazing. I mean, it just, it was like, he was, of course, built to play this role. I mean, yeah, his name is Kermit in this uh, and not Anthony Edwards. <laughs> yeah, is that a, like, is that a not to Kermit Washington? Or why, why do you call I mean, him? Because he was an antagonist? Why Why Kermit? I sort of some lines like connection there, but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, just, <laughs> just a funny name? Yeah. Just, it's, it sets up the frog line. You're, yeah, you know, you're getting <laughs> a guy named after a frog is getting under your skin. I guess. He, he gives that to him. I mean, I guess is it in the same lines as Sugarman? Like he called the guy Sugarman. I mean, I know it's they didn't really make any Sugarman references, but just a funny name. Yeah, kind of just a funny yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, they, and they played a lot with Bo Cruz as the name, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah, they the were firing the pun gun quite a bit yeah. in this game, uh, yeah. definitely. But yeah, Anthony Edwards was awesome. Anytime, uh, like the thumbnail for for this podcast is. Edwards just getting leaning down right next talking to Wancho those were like the best five minutes of the movie just when Anthony Edwards is talking shit to Wancho (laughs) it's like yeah this is the role he was born to play because it feels like that's probably what Anthony Edwards is doing regardless he's like got the awesome drawl he's got hilarious lines in press conferences why wouldn't he be the same like that out on the court Uh, I do think it's very funny that he's only going number two. They will never mention who could possibly be going number one in this movie, but he is locked into number two, and he's showing up the combine to fall. Uh, But, yeah, the Edwards scenes I thought were so good. Uh, I loved what they would use, like the steady cam for when they were going one-on-one with each other. I love that they would give us a little bit of Bo having some success, but then we see Anthony or uh, Kermit getting into his head and actually coming out on top. Like, he stole the show, no doubt about it, Anthony Edwards. He was awesome. He was phenomenal. Yeah, All great right. villain, super sinister. And the trash talking was was very well, I don't know if it was improv or obviously some of it was written, but just very, just so villainous the way he comes in. Hey, man, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. And then he just, he pumps him for information and then he uses that information against him. Which comes to a huge climax when the daughter shows up and, right. oh, Okay, he's been poking and prodding, and then he finds the weakness with the mother and the daughter, and that whole thing obviously escalates, and there's a lot of tension there. But yeah, he's he's great. He's great. We're gonna see we're gonna see Edwards in uh, things mm. to come. I would think. Oh, he's so charismatic. Yeah, he's, and he's like, yeah, he's the villain, but he's also like Creed, like Apollo Creed. He's like he's cool as shit. Yeah, yeah. You're like this guy's cool, <laughs> even if he's like sort of the the bad guy in this against the protagonist in Wancho. Uh, yeah, yeah, and a natural. And I I honestly feel like maybe like 
yeah, I think you're going to see him if he wants to. He appears that he could do this uh, and, and maybe like do a little bit more of a role because he's just playing himself, really, just with a different name. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's damn good on camera. He's so, I mean, it makes sense too when you see him in press conferences and stuff like that. He's so confident in who he is as a person. And I think uh, that's probably a great trait to have when you're trying to act, I assume. Okay, well, we've told you everything we've loved about this movie. It's been a lot. Let's take a break. We'll tell you about the things we didn't like after the break and give our ratings, of course. So uh, stick around. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You are back with No Dunks discussing Hustle, the movie that we loved. I know we said we'd get to the things that we didn't like, but first let's still enjoy it a little bit more because I think it's like 90% like, 10% unlike. Trey, what was your favorite scene in this movie? I don't know if I can go with a favorite scene necessarily, but I will say I love that this is a multiple montage movie. We get a montage <laughs> for the Sugar Man himself early on, kind of a being a scout is miserable montage. Like he's laying in all these nice hotels and just eating garbage food, traveling all around the world. That's at the beginning. Um, that's at the beginning of the movie. We get another montage of Sandler insulting. Wancho while he's shooting around. I thought that was kind of the funniest part of the movie to me. I loved it. The insult training scene, uh, for lack of a better word. And then we get a full-on Wancho training uh, montage, which is pretty lengthy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like lengthy. three montages in yeah. one, if you think about it. Because, you know, he starts off working hard. Then he gets tired and loses belief. And then he comes back and he finally conquers that big hill. A nice little touch with Wancho doing the rocky stuff at the top. Once he finally, like, he goes up the top of the hill and he can't stop. So he goes up uh, the stairway as well. I got legitimate chills on my legs when that happened. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. So all of the montages, I would say, I, I thought they were pretty solid. Yeah, the the training one was great. I don't think we needed to see him come back and keep moving those, that hand-eye coordination, Plunger moving those plunges. Yeah, is. I mean, I was, well, whatever. Yeah, it was really fun. Wancho hiding behind the pole up on the hill. That was cute. Oh, that was funny. very funny. It was enjoyable, all of it. And, yeah, it had to be long because it – it did depict the difficulty, how actually, how hard it is to become an NBA player. So I think it depicted that pretty well. It kept coming back to that. So it was, it was, and they made it fun. You know, it was interjected. It wasn't just, I didn't even know what to call it in terms of movie terms because it was a montage with music, yes, mm-hmm. but they helped speed it up because there was some dialogue, as you said, like Sandler. Mm-hmm. You know, spicing in those the jokes and and stuff. Is it still a montage, JD? Even if there's dialogue. <laughs> yes, I believe so. Okay. I think in Rocky, uh, uh, Apollo Creed yelling at him, saying, yeah. "You're you're, you're going to use muscles you never used before. Get in the pool." And then he's doing the breaststroke and stuff. That's all part of the montage. So okay. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I, I agree that the. 
the montage, that particular one was long, but you never see that in a montage yeah. where the guy runs out of gas and there's actually there's there's a needle drop. I can't remember what uh, what song it is, but it's it's like, OK, we're this is the montage. We're running up the hill and we're working hard. And then he that part of the montage sort of it just literally grinds to a halt and he hits a wall, basically. So he's he's carrying himself up the stairs and then we cut to the gym and uh, we're looking through Alex's, the daughter's camera, and he he sits down, flops down, out of frame. It's almost like a behind the scenes type of thing, you know. And then off screen from behind the camera, we hear, I can't remember exactly, but it was like, uh, "Hey, Dad, what are you what are you gonna tell him? Like, this is now is the time to say something, basically." And then Sandler's like, "I can't tell him anything. He has to tell it himself." Is basically what he says, which. Could have been super corny, and it's corny. It sounds corny coming out of my mouth right now, but I thought it was extremely well done. And then he basically just picks himself up and gets back to it. And then we have the needle drop first, the first part of that. Then we're in the score, and it's way more cinematic. And I love the score in this movie. I think it's great. Uh, the needle drops are awesome, and then they seamlessly go to this cinematic, really inspirational uh type of music and uh, it's uh it, it was awesome so uh, going back and watching that montage again i was like oh there's a lot of notes here there's a lot going on here so i'm gonna defend it I, yes it's long but mm-hmm. i got chills too like nice you know when story. Yeah. you know and then they do that awesome little tribute to rocky we're in philadelphia this is right out of rocky where he's running yeah. upstairs and doing the doing the thing it's like yeah we know the movie we're making Come at us! Do it. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're doing it. To not do a Rocky. Exactly, scene here. we love it, and he, he even screams, "Hey, Rocky!" out, out the <laughs> out the window. Yeah. It's great. It's great. So, yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, the director Jeremiah Zagger from Philly as well. So that was obviously a pur- yeah. purposeful uh, selection there. And you mentioned the the production of the video within the montage from his daughter. Uh, that was pretty cool. The integration of that was was pretty neat. Skeets is uh, is there a scene that you're going to walk away from with this from this movie like is there a scene that you'll remember from this movie that's actually a really tough question it is because yeah. i think trey was saying i like, don't really like gravitate towards one scene where i'm like yes that's the one like i really enjoyed of course uh you know the anthony edwards kermit versus um Wancho or Bo there uh i love the trash talking going back and forth and him trying to like break him and get him into his head and stuff like that um and and i think we maybe will do a deeper dive on the actual basketball footage in a second um but i yeah i i really loved the start of this movie i guess maybe as a weird uh answer to this i loved the idea that it took like whatever that little montage was to start with sandler traveling the globe putting in all the work, just late nights in all these hotels, eating crap food. Um, It just like, however long that was, be it a minute, it was like, oh yeah, this guy's been grinding for 25, 30 years Mm -hmm. in the NBA. And maybe it's weird because we also know people like this to some extent. And, you know, you think of the NBA as this really glamorous thing and and it is, but there are so many people that you don't know the names of, you don't even know the faces of that put all this work into it. And maybe they obviously have aspirations to like move up the bench or move the row up and stuff like that, but you never see or hear of them, but they're working their asses off. There are people doing this uh, for a, for a living. Um, 
so I, I loved the, the start of this movie, I guess. Uh, I was in right away. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm instantly rooting for this guy mm-hmm. who seems likable. I think Sandler adds to that, too. I think uh, throughout his career as a, an actor, he's very, very likable. He's sort of that everyday man. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll go to the start of the movie for me. Yeah, I do. I like like the junk food as well. It, it sets up all the fat jokes in in the <laughs> movie, uh, which are I thought were great. And it, let, we mentioned the trash talk. Uh, there's trash talk within the family, within the loved ones, and the vibe of it is completely different. Like it just they do such a good job of like you know roasting somebody because of their weight or their the daughter because she's not athletic or but it all comes from a place of love mm-hmm. and then you get on the floor and then you got Kermit coming at you and it's a completely different vibe i mean i thought they just did a great job with that and uh and yeah i agree skeets the beginning of the movie is great and you know he says it he says it you know when he they force him back onto the road he's like 50 year old guys don't have dreams they you know, they have eczema and yeah. whatever like they just <laughs> they're just trying to grind it out and uh you know it's like he's one of those guys that's so good at his job that that's what actually traps him in that job you know yeah. you work so hard to get into the NBA and you you do all the studying you do all the legwork and then you find that you're your own worst enemy. You're a victim of your own success sort of thing. And and that is a, an extremely frustrating position to be in. And Sandler just killed it. Uh, you know, the the whole movie basically just uh, did a great job of, uh, of portraying that, I, I guess. Yeah. And I think as well when he talks about his own dreams, trying to make it into the NBA, but he has the, the issue with his hand that still he's carrying the cast around now. So he was he dreamed of being in the NBA. Yeah, true. But he couldn't make it, and so this is the closest he could get. He's like, now I'm just trying to help other people do it. And that was, uh, I think, a scene as well where Wancho sort of realized as well that he was once, Adam Sandler was once Wancho, trying to make it, and he couldn't, and he was really, really disappointed. So he's trying his best to make sure someone else doesn't have the same sort of uh, you know fall that Adam Sandler had, the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that scene was definitely extremely important where <laughs> he was saying... Yeah, I could have made it, but he was also saying I was being selfless and trying to protect my my teammate Kenny Smith uh, <laughs> by by holding him back. And there's the likeness there of, of Bo and and Adam's story, and it's not you know, you, you, they don't hit you over the head uh, in, mm-hmm. in another sequence in, in this. So that that was cool. Uh, yeah, so that can and then the connection even grows. And I know we've sort of mentioned that this is a typical story of a guy trying to make it, but at the same time. We're following an NBA scout here. Yes, <laughs> this yeah. is a Good movie point. about an NBA scout. That's right. Yeah. And the the climax of the movie is at the combine. Who watches the combine? It's not yeah. the NFL combine. The it's part. like yeah, which yeah. is uh, you know you don't see it every day. No, no, and yeah, that I, I I'm, a, I'm an NBA diehard sitting here, and I've never watched as much combine footage as I did watching <laughs> this movie. No doubt. True. And, and think about you know, just the the. You know the 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 NBA likenesses, the rights, and all that 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 um, were used in this. I assume LeBron and Maverick Carter and their production house had something to do with it. I'm guessing that yeah. they they had some sort of in and connection. I wonder if if all that gets approved without them being a part of it and being connected with uh, Sandler's um, production house, which which is called uh, Happy Madison. Happy Happy Madison. Right? Yeah, love it, love it. So, <laughs> what, I mean, what did uh, JD, what did you think of, uh, just to circle back to it a little bit, because you uh, addressed it briefly there, 
Queen Latifah and Adam Sandler's chemistry and uh, as a married couple sounds I, like you were you were in on it. I bought it. I yeah. I did. I think she's great. Um, and yeah, I I liked their little backstory. I liked the way they were with their daughter, and I liked how uh, restrained uh, she was and and concerned about this cockamamie plan that uh, that Stanley came up with. And uh, but she supports him, but also like. Uh, you know, I don't know about this, but okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought she was great. And yeah. the, um, I again, I go, I love the fat jokes. It's like when he comes <laughs> in and she's made this cake, and he and he's like, "Oh, that cake looks good." He's, and she says, uh, "It looks like you already ate it," or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's I love that. It reminded me of me and my wife. <laughs> yeah, total. I think the family dynamic is like. Pretty authentic. I love the scene when um, Sandler and Queen Latifah are sitting on the couch and he's like uh, rubbing her feet and he just says to her, how can such a beautiful woman have <laughs> such horrendous Because, <laughs> I mean, you do rip on your significant other oh, in a loving sure. way. I love how, you know, they're talking about they met and they were and he said to her yeah. we're gonna have super athletic children someday yeah. <laughs> and then their daughter obviously doesn't care at all she wants to be making content which you know shout out to making content see you on the internet in a few years ball is life no doubt about it but all of that seemed very realistic to me the way they were interacting with each other given what we hear just a tiny little bit of their backstory let's get to the basketball playing in this movie lee did you feel it was real did well, yeah, Anthony Edwards throwing down windmills, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's what he does in the NBA. So that I I do think that uh, he probably said Adam Sandler, just go out there and do some run. No, don't go too hard on the defense, but go out there and just make some plays, and maybe we can just use that footage for the for the movie uh, because that looked legit there to him. And the the shot blocking stuff, I mean, that was definitely a a zig where um, or a zag where other movies have zigged, I guess, where you don't see the highlight reel collaboration of that where it's like all right this guy's just going to go out there blocking shots so that was good other than that i mean who do we see jordan clarkson you know he's going to shoot he got a shot up there <laughs> yeah um trey young had a deep one that's right uh, in the yeah. exhibition game yeah i don't remember i know aaron mckee was in it. i don't remember what his uh role was or his scene was there um no but, idea but overall yeah i think it was it is better to have as many basketball players as you can mike uh I just about said it. Aaron Gordon walked in. I thought it was Michael Beasley, and I'm like, Michael Beasley? Wasn't him, though. It was Aaron Gordon. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, fine. I, I'm sure there was no shortage of players who were like, you want to go in the Adam Sandler movie? Like, yeah, I'll do it. What do you have to do? Basically, just probably shoot around, and that's about it, and you'll get a, uh, you'll get a credit and uh, maybe a few bucks for it, too. It was kind of cool. Just little tiny cameos of, as you said, Aaron McKee was in it. Who? I, I mean, I didn't remember. I say, I say who. I just mean what? Like where Why? was he? Why? Yeah. yeah, I don't remember that. One. I, I, and I mean they just they just slipped him in, and that's that's obviously an NBA fan's wet dream. Just just uh, <laughs> just, just to see Aaron McKee. Just to see Aaron McKee. <laughs> just to see Dave Yeager walking down the, the tunnel. <laughs> I was excited for Dave Yeager too. I was like, yeah. that's a deep pull. Like a, I think that was Trey Young's brother was sitting there. His younger brother visited the starter studio once upon a time. Uh, they're like sitting on the bench at the exhibition Oh, I didn't game. notice that. That was a strange one to see, but you know, shout out to Trey Young, always looking out for the family. But the basketball is pretty solid, except for there's never anybody at the rim challenging shots, unless it's Bo Cruz. Like uh, Kermit goes around him a lot of times, and anytime Kermit goes <laughs> around Bo, there ain't nobody waiting at the rim because we want to see an Anthony Edwards uh, mm. windmill jam. Mm. So I think Anthony Edwards got his fill of windmills uh, for sure. And they even used his jam on the Raptors' Utah Watanabe yeah. in the credits. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
but there was something weird with the uh, voiceover or the or the commentary because it was. Oh yeah, they changed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, we we heard I think the Sixers D Lineham saying, I think we had a Tobias Harris yeah uh, pull up. And it's, I think D. Lynham says, Tobias Harris with the throwdown. That wasn't a throwdown. Mm. That wasn't a throwdown. <laughs> so there there was a little continuity error. We're yeah. talking about the credits yeah, yeah. here. Oh, We're yeah. talking about the credits. Yeah. They're, they're playing with the credits for sure because there was somebody dunks on the Bulls. I forget who it is that dunks on the Bulls. And you can hear the opposing uh, commentary and then Stacey King talk. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. But like they're, they're splicing it in from both broadcasts, mm. I did believe. Um, mm. And I also liked another touch uh, basketball playing wise in the credits was that they used Jaleel White's highlights from like <laughs> yeah. rock and jock basketball. Oh, really? I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. they're like, we got to show him playing from something. Yeah. We can't just throw Stefan Urkel out there. But uh, <laughs> Jaleel hooping on MTV was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Skeeter, did you want to talk about uh, the basketball playing in this movie? Well, yeah, I think the truth is with any basketball movie to film it and make it look super realistic is really difficult. Uh, And even in this movie, when you have NBA players going at it and there's a lot of talent out there, it does always feel like a step slow. Like it's it's like because it's calculated and, you know, of course, they're acting or being told probably a lot of the times. All right. This is the type of shot you're going to get here. This is the step back or you're going to drive by him or you're going to block it. So it's always got like that little weird funkiness to it. Mm. Uh, and I just don't think there's any way around it. But I listened to an interview with Jeremiah Zagar, the uh, director, and I hadn't noticed it when I was watching it. But after listening to him talk about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was sort of a cool idea. And J.D., I'm interested to hear your thoughts. He was like. We basically decided to try and film it like boxing, like like any good boxing movie. And because like you're in the ring in a boxing movie and like you get the like the perspective of the one boxer looking at the other. And they did a lot of that in this, yeah. which sort of makes sense in basketball when it's like one on one. And in this storyline, it's like at least a lot of the times Wancho versus Anthony Edwards. And I think that worked pretty well. Um, you know, it's obviously not boxing, but there is the vibe of a one-on-one in basketball. And that was, uh, I think, a really – was obviously a calculated decision uh, when they were filming this to, like, oh, let's let's lean into that. Uh, let's get a little raging bull with it. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that, J.D. Yeah, totally. Uh, the, the POV shots of uh, Bo and Kermit looking at each other, awesome stuff, like, the and really, really well acted by the two of them. And, uh, yeah, it was just uh, a mano a mano thing. Like, you know, yeah. here's the other thing. Like, the, the, the game at the – all of these games are sort of pickup games anyways, right? So it's like making right. these look super sexy and, like, quick cuts. And, you know, it's kind of not like that in real life, I mean, obviously. So I get the point where uh, – I get your point where it's, like, feels like it's slow. But, uh, yeah, and they have to amp up the energy – and then the quick cuts to uh, you know the the shooting and then to the to the rim and then back to the guy and just it 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 goes it's still going a million miles an hour but it still feels kind of uh, sluggish in a way but uh, mm-hmm. yeah I I I thought that the uh, the the basketball scene I don't know we're used to watching Airbud for God's sake so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know it was it's such a treat to to actually felt like I was in the hands of people who actually watch basketball and actually know what they're doing so yeah I mean that's that shot the, the opening shot where Bo Cruz comes into the secret game and they're we're on a steady cam and we're just they're just warming up but then you just see 
Trey Young comes into the fr- comes into frame, takes a shot, and then I think we see Aaron Gordon taking a shot, and then we see somebody else uh, uh, dunking it. But it's just like, okay, my nipples are hard. I feel like I'm walking into a you know this secret NBA game. I'm not even an NBA sicko like you guys are. I thought of Lee Ellis when that happened. I was like, Lee probably has a huge boner right now watching this. Because it, you, you feel no, like you're walking I, on the court with these guys. My, my favorite was that when there's the crowd of the outdoor gym there where there's just people like that just turning up and playing and that's when Tobias was there. I think Tybal yeah. was there as well. Mm-hmm. That to me is the atmosphere that I would rather be a part of because that's just like street ball where it's like, you know, there's no rules as such. It's like just get out there and play. Rather, like the indoor gym is beautiful for shooting around and doing the three-point shoot out and having JD trudge the equipment and come on in there. But uh, <laughs> in terms of the actual atmosphere, I'd much rather the outdoor stuff. Sure. I did like watching a lot of the warm-ups, as you mentioned there, JD. I, I think they did do a good job of not just showing us the the big plays and showing us the, the drama build there to Wancho walking in and, and seeing the different different side of a pickup game. Uh, which was cool. And, yeah, there weren't a lot of blocking at the rim, but that's today's that's game, right, isn't it? Right. It's realistic. There's going to be choreographed parts. You can't get away yeah. from yeah. there being choreographed parts to to basketball in a movie unless you, like, film <laughs> ten games worth and you're like, okay, we'll pick out the six yeah. greatest clips. But I thought I did a good job of making the choreographed stuff seem pretty natural at least. A hundred percent. And I'm sure it was easier filming NBA players doing their thing. Oh, go shoot that. Make it. Made it? All right. Good. Good Okay, let's get it from another angle. I'm I'm sure it, yeah, took about half as long, uh, I imagine, with with all those NBA players. All right. JD, let's get to some of the things uh, you didn't like. Is there one thing that stands out that uh, sticks in your craw about about Hustle? Honestly, again, that's what I meant by it's almost a perfect movie for me because I don't. I I really didn't have too many qualms with it. I thought the bus scene was a little cringy, where uh, oh, yeah. they get it, where um, at Sandler is chasing him down, and then he gets on the bus and he speaks into his uh, his phone with a translator, and they think he, basically it's it seems like <laughs> oh the bus bus thinks that this guy is creeping on him, and uh, ha ha ha. But but then it redeems itself pretty quickly uh, because then. We were treated to uh, uh, Bo Cruz gets off the bus and then he chases him and there's a lot of tension. Is but we've seen this scene a million times before. But he's chasing him and he's bringing us into his world, kind of thing. And uh, so I was back pretty pretty quickly after the bus scene. And the other thing that I sort of bugged me, <laughs> and it's not really their fault, but the the whole climax of the thing where it's uh, Kermit is in his face. He's talking about his daughter. He's like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe I'll get with your mom. Blah blah blah. He pushes him down, and his, you know, and then there's this huge like yeah. slam. It's like, <laughs> and then we cut to, uh, you know, a reaction shots. Like, oh my god, it's like, okay, well, like, it's not. What did he hit him with a pipe or something? Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just way over the top for that. But you know, and then you, it cuts back to him, and it's just like. His hand is is right next to his head, and oh, he didn't punch him, and uh, <laughs> oh, oh, thank goodness. But it was just like it, it was a bit much. But at the same time, I was right on the edge of my seat, going, right. uh, I was totally into it. But uh, yeah, things like that. And uh, again, I mentioned uh, Kenny Smith that took me out of it. anything that takes me out of it. I don't like, and I can't believe that it didn't happen more often in, in this movie, just because. Right. 
there's just so many people and there's like you know Boban's not playing Boban uh, you know uh, Wancho's not playing Wancho it's just it, it's just they do a very very good job of, of walking that line except with Kenny so yeah <laughs> anything that stands out to you as something that uh, didn't fit Trey something you didn't like my biggest issue with this movie is that Adam Sandler doesn't play basketball once. I agree. That's crazy to me. Adam <laughs> yeah. Sandler loves playing basketball. He's like Lee Ellis. You get him around a basketball, he's dribbling <laughs> and shooting. And, like, I thought there was perfectly, like, times they could have slipped it in during the basically one-on-one training montages uh, with right. Bo there. Like, they could have had, you know, Sandler walk through the drill or something like that. I just thought for sure the guy's in a hands-on basketball movie. He's a basketball coach. We're going to see him play a little bit of basketball here, so mm. a little bit of a missed opportunity there. And also it's weird to me that uh, Wancho's name is Bo Cruz. <laughs> it's just strange to me. Uh, sounds more like a wrestler than a Spanish basketball player. Uh, but uh, it's a cool movie name, I guess. Yeah, I was totally looking it up. Is Bo short for something? Uh, it, yeah. it, well, what is going on? It didn't fit as a Spanish basketball player. Uh, but also I learned... It's it's just Juan as well, his actual name. And Wancho is his cute mm-hmm. nickname, nice. I, I guess. Uh, so I learned that. But, yeah, Bo seems a little bit weird. No Sandler playing basketball. I guess his diehards. And, walk, and if you're on the internet, you see Adam Sandler flicking passes all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So you wanted to see that happen. I understand he was a coach in this sort of a coach, sort of a... Well, he was a former player. I mean, he was a former player, yeah. 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 But it's I guess it's kind of sticking true to the movie. Like you don't necessarily see coaches dribbling the ball all that much. I mean, you are in drills and stuff, so I don't know. I guess that was their decision. Like he doesn't. We everybody wants to see it, um, but I guess he doesn't need to be doing it. He so. was yeah. going to play basketball when he discovers Bo Cruz. Right? That's he says, true. "Is there somewhere where I can hoop?" Oh yeah. And true. then he's like looking for a place to play, and that's mm. where he wanders over to the big the big crowd uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. but yeah I, I agree i guess it would have been nice to see him throw some down i i guess i mean <laughs> we're basically saying we wish there was a scene where like even sandler and wancho like shot around and talked about life you know uh, yeah like or, shot some or like sandler plays really well against Bo and kind of like uh oh you're an, an actual player i didn't know that about you i thought you were just right, some old right. short fat guy uh, <laughs> yeah i'm just, just surprised you know we barely yeah. even got to see him wearing long socks or uh, long shorts the guy loves a long <laughs> basketball short he is Lee Ellis. There was even when they were fil- filming the Boa Challenge, I felt like he had on your exact same glasses that you were <laughs> yeah. wearing when we shot around in Boston. Blue, yeah. uh, like aviators with mirrored blue lenses. Uh, yeah. This guy yeah. is Lee Ellis. Yeah, I mean, he created the movie as well. So why wouldn't he at least slip a couple of scenes in? But he probably did, and they just didn't make the final cut. I'm yeah, sure. I can't. So. I can't imagine they. He didn't shoot at all. Anything uh, you didn't like about this movie, Skeets? I absolutely hated Ben Foster's bald cap. <laughs> I it was so distracting. Uh, I'm talking about uh, what's his name, Vincent? I guess Vin. uh, the yeah. 76ers owner's son. Uh, yeah, Vin Vincent um, Ben Foster playing him. I, why did they do that? Was that not like that was a bald cap? I, I, thought, I, I didn't know this bald that. guy. I, no, it, if it wasn't, it looks so much like a bald cap to me. I couldn't like his head looked gigantic <laughs> i was like there has to be hair under there yeah uh well they so did give him that weird flat cap at the end too so maybe you're right i just thought yeah they were like yeah we better start covering this up yeah. um so that knew he turned one. bad officially they gave him that black flat cap you like, <laughs> can't trust this guy anymore yeah i mean just like 
I, you know, you needed somebody to like, we had to like build up Stanley. He got the job from Rex and then the guy dies like hours later. Like, right. wow, that's shitty timing. Uh, so now Vin's got to be the bad guy. I get that. Hey, back out on the road. You're going to be missing your daughter's birthday for the rest of the time. Uh, I, I get it, but I didn't love his character. Uh, you know, it had had some major league vibes going on a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but it, uh, no, oh, I'm, I'm nitpicking at this point because I really did like the movie. So I would say his bald cap, if it was a bald <laughs> cap, maybe you're right, Trey. I don't know. Uh, at least the makeup done on his bald head. I felt <laughs> like it's very dry uh, head. Yeah, and I was a little surprised. I didn't hate this. Um, I'm surprised we didn't get a LeBron James cameo. Yeah. How is how is LeBron not in this movie at all? That part is fascinating to me uh, that he doesn't have a little scene of, of some sort, even even in the whole Dr. J uh, bow cha- boa challenge there. Uh, but no, instead it's going to, you know, Iverson and Luca's in there and stuff like that. Just, yeah. just more shocked than anything. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to make it about him, I mm. guess. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's taking the producer's role now. <laughs> That's it's shocking. Different part of his life. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, Lee, anything that stands out to you that well, you didn't uh, like? Only that um, in the end I felt the same as I do after pretty much every basketball movie where it's like works out. And one thing I really liked about like Chris Herring's book this year on the Knicks, right? You know what I loved about that? There wasn't a happy ending. It was like mm-hmm. this incredible story. You were pulling for the guys like you're pulling for Wancho in the movie, but the Knicks ended up and it's like, oh, they didn't get the championship. And I liked that. In this movie, I was like, I was expecting something different to happen. And ultimately I didn't feel it. It happened any differently. So that's why I, at the end I was like, ah, oh, he made it. Okay. All right. So so <laughs> the scene on the escalator where he's leaving and they say goodbye. Yeah. He does the shot. He blocks it. Yeah. He won't even, you won't even let me have one. Yeah. Credits. Better? <laughs> Lee wants I, I, it would have been different at least. And I'm like, okay, it didn't go as I was expecting it to go. You know? And, and okay. then maybe you just cut, cut back to him and he's like playing basketball with his daughter in Spain or something like that in the end. It just, it, like I say, I looked at it and I was expecting and hoping for a different ending. And in the end, it was Michael J. Fox hitting the free throws for uh, in Team Wolf. It was like, <laughs> oh, okay, it's the same. So, you know, that's, that's well, how it, that on, was I'll the way back, back, right? The I'll... way back ended with missed free yeah. throws and them not winning. So, I and mean, we didn't even see the championship game in there, right? Uh, doesn't it sort of. Yeah, that may be away? true. That may be true. Yeah. What happened? And, and, Did we do and that? Lee, <laughs> see. to push yeah. back on what you were saying, like. At least, like, we didn't get a shot of him at the draft. And he goes, you know, whatever. Like, where was he drafted? I don't know. Uh, we didn't see him actually playing in the NBA, hitting a game-winning shot. Like, he made it. But we don't even know where, like, was he a first-round pick, second-round pick? Right. Like, he's on the team, but he's not, like, he's not starting, it appears. He's not jumping it up. So, like, at least they were, like, they toned it down, I thought was a good thing. They weren't like, oh, this guy's the best player in the world. Yeah. He's going above Kermit. There was like, no, he made the league. All right. He still is making probably a million dollars. Awesome. I would have almost liked a draft scene because that was one of the questions for me was, how did he get to the Celtics? Like, how did he actually get to the Celtics? He's a 22-year-old 3 and D prospect with off-court issues. But they've got him going up against the number two draft pick in every single one of these <laughs> meetings. They're obviously not the same position. Like, you know, Bo Cruz is 6'10". Anthony Edwards is a guard. Yeah. How did he get to the Celtics? Was they, he a free they... agent pickup? Or <laughs> then why happened? did he go to the combine? Yeah. Oh, I know the reason for this. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, exactly. who gives we a don't shit? Need we don't need <laughs> I was just a little yeah. confused. Like, I don't know. It, it is strange that it builds to the combine. 
Right. Like, it builds to the combine, a big draft thing, even though we don't know if this guy's even eligible to be drafted. <laughs> but I guess we just yeah. want to – we just need to get him another one-on-one scene with Kermit, I think is kind of the whole point of that, right? Put him in another stressful yeah. situation. Yeah. Totally. Uh, all right. Let's see that uh, transaction page on basketball yeah. reference is what, what I need here. RFA, UFA, <laughs> unguaranteed salary, biannual exception. What do we got here? What are we running here? Uh, all right. And I, where are we? We're getting into the nitty-gritty. Uh, but before we get to our ratings, any more nitty-gritty? Any random observations anybody wants to throw out there on the table? Yeah, I, I, I've got one. What Do you guys think the cruise missile was a good nickname? Was was, uh, was Stanley right? It's better than Boa, I think. Mm. But I think they're both bad. Yeah, I mean, missile for basketball doesn't. Yeah, like it, it, there yeah. isn't a direct. It doesn't. There's no direct missile. Yeah, it doesn't have a line drive shot. What? He's always on target. Yeah, that that part shooter? of it. It makes sense. Yeah. His name last name is Cruz. I guess. I think it's fine. It's fine. It's like, you know, he'll be like Luca. He's going to have a million nicknames on basketball reference. That aren't good. They're mostly plays on his name, and none of them are that great. But because you've got such a an easily punned name, people are going to keep coming up with nicknames, even though you don't need them. Bo Cruz is, like, just a cool name. Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic, it's a cool name. You don't need a nickname for everybody, but you got to force him in sometimes. Mm. If it had to do with his defense, which seems to be his uh, number his one skill— card, yeah. That would have been better, I think. Especially because everybody's all about offense. Nicknames are all about offense. Should have switched it up. I don't have one off the top of my uh, head. Boa Constrictor, that's what they said. He, that's oh, what Dr. He J locks said, right? Down, he, yeah. uh, oh, he Dr. J's the out of his opponents. But then, uh, you know, Kermit, Wash- or Kermit Wilts put an end <laughs> to that nickname when he said, oh, the Boa? You swallow anything, huh? <laughs> yeah. End of an effective nickname right there. <laughs> Just like that. I yeah, like he could have he come back with a, yeah, including frogs. <laughs> oh, really good. Yeah, including a squirrel on Tass's neighbor's yeah, doorstep. That, that's why I was good with it. Do we have that photo of a snake squeezing the life out of a squirrel recently that I saw in person? I was okay with the boa constrictor because that's what they do. Um I got a couple notes here. When he's at the Combine, the day before the game at the Combine, Sandler says, you need to relax. They turn a corner and boom, his wife and kid are there. I thought to set that up, to set the feeling up of Wancho turning the corner and getting excited, I I wanted a couple more beats. That's a tiny note, but I wanted a little bit more of a tiny buildup, not a lot, uh, but it was just like, boom, they're there. You know, I, I think it could have been a little bit more of an emotional scene there. Really? Yeah, I, was, I was totally fine with that scene. I thought it was great. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> We're in the editing room. I mean, not not a lot. Just a, just a beat. I just wanted to feel what Wancho was feeling uh, and, and then to, you know, to be a little bit more excited. Anyways, it's a tiny note. But yeah. uh, at dinner with Sugarman's family, Wancho tells him, I looked you up. Right? Uh, he, he, he He's like, oh, you came to Spain? Of course I looked you up, you dummy. And then when Sandler tells Wancho his story in the car, Wancho didn't know the story. So I guess right. he didn't get that far down the Wikipedia page or what? Because that's yeah. like the s- second paragraph. The six months in jail would be on that yeah. Wiki page yeah, personal for sure. life. Uh, and that, that, that story as well is very vague and ve- purposefully very. so. I mean, I reached my hand out to protect my play. Like, 
you're not protecting anybody <laughs> if you're running into a f- telephone pole. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that like that's not happening. But fine, whatever. Like, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's the sentiment there. But mm-hmm. but still, I mean, yeah. What's the physics with the his fi- hand let's, going yeah. through his? The windshield doesn't really make all that much right. sense. His left hand yeah. as well, like he's going to reach cross body. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So, oh, yeah. It was his left hand. You're right. Yeah. And why did he have to keep the thing on it all the time? It's a bad <laughs> accident, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, bad accident. Uh, yeah. Queen Latifah is always massaging it. It's true. Yeah. A lot of massaging yeah. in this movie. <laughs> there is a lot of us. <laughs> I of do time. think uh, one thing that <laughs> that was dumb that stuck out to me was right before the scene with Lucia coming back, you know, it's uh, Stanley and his wife are laying there talking about how he seems to be a little bit out of it. And she mentions, like, he probably misses his daughter. But the thing I couldn't stop looking at was Adam Sandler laying on their bed with his shoes on. He was? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, JD is going to hate this. Sandhead oh, just relaxing with his filthy shoes on the bed. Uh, yeah. he's, he's used to the hotel life. Right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. They always have that little little thing at the end They're there to protect the, the bedspread. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, getting back to the, the hotel stuff. You guys are okay with the the fat jokes? I just didn't feel like Adam Sandler's that fat. Probably just he's, un- to he's unhealthy though. I yeah. Think. yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah. that's. I was like uh, Michael Jordan calling Jerry Krause crumbs all the time. That's what it, <laughs> that's what the reference was to me for that one. Um, I feel like yeah. they did a pretty good job of sliding that kind of stuff in. There's a, you know, like there's the big fight between Vin and Stanley early on when they're talking about drafting Mo Wagner. Uh, Haas. And I, yeah, Haas. Haas. <laughs> yeah, Haas. He's a softy. He's just a diva out there. Um, but there's a great line where like, have you seen the tape? And Vin hits him back with, oh, like the Bargnani tape you tried to trade oh, up yeah. with? A deep Bargnani oh, burn yeah. Yeah. 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a tough one right there. Yeah. And did he whiff on his name? It felt like he sort of stumbled over Bargnani. Bargnani? <laughs> you know Maybe what I mean? So. Like, yeah, I, I, I think that was a, a backhanded slap to yeah. the Brian Colangelo era right. of the Philadelphia yeah. 76ers. Uh, that was nice. Yeah, I, I like Sandler's reaction there. Damn, you got me, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I didn't realize uh, doing this this morning made me realize that Hernan Gomez and Anthony Edwards were teammates last year. Yep. Um, so I guess they mm-hmm. had that relationship uh, going oh, back Oh, Tess, year. I heard that Wancho is the reason Anthony Edwards is in the movie. Mm. That they did not have that player cast like the protagonist uh for kermit and then wancho came in and told them like you know I, i'm teammates with anthony edwards we go at it all the time we're always talking trash you know he he could be perfect for this role and then he came in and read and <laughs> is like a natural Killed that's what yeah, that's stop. what i just heard uh sandler tell on another podcast that wancho, wancho is the one that edwards him in. the bad guy role that's pretty cool yeah yeah what a teammate edward uh, just yeah. said i'm good at everything yeah clearly he is i hope that they somehow end up like we have to have one possession in the 22-23 season when Wancho is guarding Anthony Edwards. Literally, the entire internet will be the Leo meme oh, if they guard yeah, each other somehow, yeah. like one on one on the perimeter. It's got to happen. So, uh, where is Wancho right now? Is he a San Antonio Utah. Spur? Utah. Oh, yeah, Jazz. He's Utah he Jazz played in the playoffs. That's a good so, call. Surprising. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see some uh, minutes of them together next season. All right, let's uh, get to our ratings. But first, one more quick break. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. 
Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, back with No Dunks, a film session about hustle, and it's sort of like when we uh, predict the NBA Finals or any other playoff series. We're here at the point that everybody cares about. This is all they Mm. care about. (laughs) Our rating, JD, get us started. How would you rate Hustle? Hmm, I would rate it. I'm going to give it a nine, a solid nine. I said it was almost perfect. Uh, Kenny Smith took me out of it. Um, (laughs) There, as Lee says, it is a pretty uh, by the numbers sports movie. Um, But it was great. I walked in 10 minutes into the movie and uh, Jackson, my son, was watching it and I knew nothing about it other than there was a character called Bo Cruz and a character called Kermit and it was an Adam Sandler movie. It could have been a goofier version of Semi-Pro for all we knew, for all I know. Uh, I didn't watch the trailer. I just went in blind and I was like, holy shit, this is actually very good and I wasn't, I knew we were going to have to watch it for this Um but uh, I wasn't ready to watch. It was just something I was just going to, you know, get to it when I got to it. But I sat there. It was in the middle of the afternoon, and I just watched the movie, <laughs> and I welled up a couple of times. Like, the, you know, the, 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 when you see the oak tree tattooed on the, mm, the yeah. blank arm, that got me right here, man. <laughs> and then after the movie, uh, Jackson, two basketballs at the side of the house, shirt off, training his ass off he was running up and down our driveway like uh, uh, you know that's what rocky did to people back in 1976 it was inspiring it made people pumped up and it made people uh go out and do shit because it it moves people and uh you know like i said it's 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 like a familiar uh, blanket it's a familiar meal it's like a you know, every movie, all these sports movies, are they're like a song, right? Like, uh, hey, I'm let's, hey, you're on bass, I'm on guitar, let's get sexy over here, and let's do a <laughs> song. And sometimes you get whatever, what crappy, what's a crappy song with a sax in it? Baker uh, Street. Crappy? Hello? Well, I mean... Uh, the okay. sax part is the best part. Of right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Or you get, you, or you get careless whisper, or you get, you know, I don't know, the, the Tarzan boy or something. Anyways, 
What the hell are you talking about? I'm saying that it's the same ingredients. It's the same notes. It's the same. Yeah, the it's same. how you play them, how you arrange it, how you how you handle each beat in the mm. in the story. Uh, it, and it's really easy to misstep on movies like this, and they didn't. It's it, it was it's up there with like Creed or any of the other good sports movies where you go, God damn, that was enjoyable, wiping tears away, and and you're and you love it. So it's getting a nine from me. Mm. Have you ever rated anything a nine out of ten, JD? I think I gave one of the Fast and Furious movies a <laughs> nine out of ten, and it wasn't even it was Hobbs and Shaw. But, you know, I rate, I'm like Ebert. I rate based on what kind of movie it is. You know what I mean? I'm not. It's on a curve. uh, Yeah, I'm not comparing it. I'm not comparing this to Schindler's List or something like that. You know, it's it's apples and oranges. So, yeah, this is a nine. This is a, I would rewatch this sports movie. And I I thought it was great. I wish I had a sax right now. (laughs) I I would play a beautiful sax right now. Uh, Trey, give us a rating, man. I'm giving this one minute and 30 seconds out of one minute and 45 seconds running up a hill. <laughs> I think it breaks down to an 8.5. So I'm right there with JD. This is basically basketball Rocky, chock full of NBA cameos. The last NBA cameo-laden movie we watched, I feel, was Eddie. Like, there were so many NBA mm-hmm. players in Eddie. Mm-hmm. And like JD said, that was a silly movie. Like, that's a that's a pure comedy with Whoopi becoming the coach of the Knicks here. They went a totally different way tonally here. I think it's kind of surprising, actually, that there are not that many jokes in this movie, considering it is an Adam Sandler movie, and it's definitely a little more, uh, a little kinder movie than Uncut Gems is, but I think this is an instant classic in the sports movie world, and I think it's going to be a rewatchable one going forward. All right. 130 out of 145. Mm -hmm. Lee? What's your rating? Uh, I'm giving it uh, three out of four from the three-point line, so 75%. Um, <laughs> uh, look, it, it was fine. Uh, it was good. It was more enjoyable than uh, other sports movies. Adam Sandler, I think, is incredible. And like I say, I've gone from like not being a big Adam Sandler fan to his last two. Now I'm like, whatever he does next, I'm definitely going to watch that <laughs> because I think he's better in this role than the sort of goofy funny guy that he was in his early ones I just didn't enjoy those ones um, when he's a bit more <laughs> you didn't grow up in America uh, no, but when, he, when he's a bit more like like in Uncut Gems where he was a bit like his life was a bit chaotic and a bit messy he was always like living for the next bet to survive in this one he was a bit the same he was like he's putting all his chips on, on Wancho and, and eventually paid off for him it's just as I've said I just I was hoping for some sort of swerve at the end and I didn't feel that so that's why I, uh, I drop it down to 75%, just below 80%, which would have been an A. So it's a B plus. So you enjoy it. I, look, I, yeah, I, I, did, I wasn't like, oh, my God, like, you know, when you're sometimes like, how much longer have I got of this to go? <laughs> you know, I, I was watching it. I stopped for lunch, picked it up again in the end. I was like, okay, that's good. That's an airplane type movie for me. If I can just sort of sit through it without picking up my phone and start getting distracted with other things. So... It was fine. I, I mean, for me, rewatching it, like, I, I, it would have to be extreme circumstances for me to want to rewatch it again. I wouldn't, I'm just not that interested in watching it again because I'm, I'm just like, ah, it was fine. It's good. I like Adam Sandler. I've become a bigger fan of his. I watched it on Sunday, and it's Wednesday as we record here. Uh, and Danielle said to me, let's watch it again because she watched it with me the first time. And, and she said, "Let's watch it again before you got to do your show." So, and I we almost did. She, 
we were both up for it. That's how good this movie was. We didn't end up doing so it. So what happened then? Well, <laughs> if you're both up for it, you're there, you got the time. No, I mean. we, got, we got so much other, uh, so many other things to do. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't include that just because because we didn't. I mean, I'm not just trying to just trying to pick <laughs> up the movie. I would have. I would have. Uh, when when JD said it was two hours long, I was shocked. I had to go double check that. Yeah, it did not feel like yeah. two hours. No. Yeah, no, it flew. Lee, uh, so Skeets, what was your rating? Uh, well, it's funny Lee said this. I actually think this is the and this is a compliment. It's not a diss. This is the perfect airplane movie. Perfect. <laughs> uh, if you have a trip coming up download this you know on your little netflix app there and and the two hours that's nice you're gonna kill a good chunk of your flight hopefully uh i think as hopefully we've proven here you're gonna be really entertained especially if you're a basketball fan um so i'm very high on it i checked too tass like you know the critic score on rotten tomatoes 91 percent. the audience score off of about i don't know 50 verified ratings 92 percent. so that's right in line with jd's nine out of ten that's exactly where i am uh, you know, if I go with one of their type of ratings, give me a, yeah, a 92, a 93%. I'm high on this movie. I think it's one of the best basketball movies ever made. Yeah. I honestly do. Like, I love Above the Rim. Uh, I'm not counting Hoops Dreams. I'm not counting documentaries. There's a whole other genre. But, like, uh, Above the Rim I love. You know, White Man Can't Jump is, is, you know, there's some hilarious things about it. But it is a great movie. I like Blue Chips. But this is going to be, I mean, is Uncut Gems a basketball movie? Some will say yes, some will say no, sure, throw it in there. Uh, this is right there. It's that good. I also think it's one of Sandler's best movies he's done, uh, at least from a dramatic role. I'm a huge Punch Drunk Love fan. I liked Uncut Gems, him being a crazy person in that, and you got some vibes of that. Uh, both those characters, I think, in this one as well. So, I'm, yeah, 93%. I'm very high on this movie. I was skeptical when JD said it was damn near perfect. I was like, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you're setting you're setting me up to hate this movie. He's by drunk again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it really is. Uh, I guess the equivalent uh, this movie is of uh, of Scotty Pippen and a wolf having a baby, uh, which I still am trying to wrap my yeah. head around. Uh, God, that's an ugly baby, but uh, great on defense. Hey, I agree with I agree with both of you that it's a good airplane movie too. But please wear noise canceling headphones or something sure. because the sure. the sound is great and the the score i really love the score of this movie and yeah. uh, uh it really moves the story along it really helps with the fact you know it's two hour movie but it just flies by and you know it's a it's a movie with a lot of montages and the music is great in them so oh, a lot of tons of philly artists obviously too yeah with, uh you know freeways in it there's the roots um i'm sure there's like 10 other ones that i didn't write down but yeah so great movie tass what do you think I'm going to Hundo P. I got to balance. Oh, I got to balance out Lee's 75 to to bring it up to the critic score of 90. <laughs> there we go. I'm not a cinephobe. And yes, of course there were some tiny issues, but yes, you have to grade it as a basketball movie. And right. this is a movie about the NBA agent life, um, which you know is is different. And I think they that that part had a lot of believable ups and downs on its own just the, the Sugarman angle and then obviously the connection that we always see what what is the emotional connection him with Wancho in this movie as JD said he welled up a couple times the oak tree he is his oak tree uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I think that was believable that connection and listen as an NBA diehard the integration with 
the teams and the likenesses and the player cameos. That brings it up a notch. Oh, yeah. And and it was done well. It was didn't hit you over the head. It was enough. And Sandler did a good job of getting all the cr- uh, the clearances to make that happen. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so I'm buying all of it. I'm buying all of it. And uh, ten out of ten, Hundo P, whatever <laughs> nice. you want to call wow. it. <laughs> I'm I'm good with it. The perfect movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. It's wow. perfect. It, you know it. A movie so perfect, I thought about watching it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JD, you've been bumped from the movie poster. Damn near perfect, line through. Yeah. So perfect, I almost watched it twice. Yeah. Right at the almost. Top. Here's almost. a hot take for you. Is Adam Sandler the best sports movie maker of all time? Wow. He's got two classic basketball movies. He's got a classic golf movie in Happy Gilmore. The Water Boy is a funny football movie. <laughs> That's four right there on a Mount Rushmore. Listen, uh, it's like him and Kevin, Wesley Snipes, kind of. Oh, Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner, is he true. Have? Yeah, um, he's got a couple of baseball movies, a golf movie. Adam Sandler's anger management's around a baseball theme, isn't it? Is it? Is it that no. one? He's got, like, no. the Yankees in it. He's got, like, uh, yeah, Roger Clemens and Jeter and oh, Torrey yeah. in it. Because it's the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry with uh, Drew Barrymore or something like that. Uh, that are you thinking about fever pitch? Fever pitch. Oh, is that fever, fever pitch? Is Jimmy Jones? Ah, wrong, wrong Saturday Night Live guy who laughs at his own yeah. jokes. <laughs> who's, who's that one? Who's in that? Jimmy old Fallon. Guy. Uh, fever pitch is Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and anger management, management is Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Okay, getting him confused <laughs> here. I enjoyed anger management. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're putting too. it on his Rushmore of uh, sports movies, but it was a good movie. If you remember that one. Uh, all right. Any other uh, last words? Weird, weird to see the coaches in suits. Yeah, good point. I wa- and I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if that was a discussion, right? Like because it was made during this movie was made during the pandemic, and you gotta the producers are probably like, suits coming back or no? Like, <laughs> like th- is this gonna stand the test of time? Like, uh, d- you know, ten years down the road, is it gonna be weird to see them in the polos, or is it weird to see them in the suits? And uh, they went with the suits, obviously. So. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, you almost have to go with the suits too for Sugarman's character, right? Like the yeah. progression, yeah, like that's a good point. Just the the actual, he's made it to another level. But that that is yeah. that's pretty funny that they're out of the now they just dress like Stanley Sugarman. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, so there were shots of Doc Rivers coming down the tunnel and Dave Yeager, his staff, all in suits. Yeah, she mentioned Sugarman there, Skeets. But this was an actual game played in. 2020 2021 last season right i and that was post suits like they didn't have to wear yeah, suits well, that, last so year that was i think because they started shooting it said on wikipedia in 2020 yeah right and and that was when the bubble, bubble was year. the uh when they got rid of the suit so they must have maybe just shot that yeah well but hang on if it was at a real game. I, th- I i think yeah that's the my question so it was a real game i guess all the shots of you know, the, the tight shots of of doc and dave yeager uh, maybe they force them to wear a suit. Maybe they're maybe they're suit guys though. Every every guy. Well, they could have shot. just shot that scene, I guess. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. But if you get a wide, maybe there's a wide shot of the bench of the real game, and they're not wearing suits. Interesting. Maybe there's a continuity error. Mm. Have to go back and dissect it. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? And it was a good, it was a fantastically shot. See, again, I, we didn't have to see too much of that. Game. That's why I like I like that last scene just. Wancho opening up the jacket, showing him 22, just like you, Sugar Man. Uh, I was totally <laughs> cool with that. Sugar Man just rolls off the tongue. I like Santa. That's great. All right. We're all done here. 
Make sure to check the show everywhere we do it. YouTube, wherever you're listening, like, follow, share, do what you got to do. We'll be back to talk NBA Finals, Game 6, tomorrow. But first, Clipper Bros, take us out. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Who's got a great quote out there? Anybody? Anybody? I used all of my quotes from the movie, unfortunately, (laughs) so far. What was the best quote from the movie? What do you think the best mm. line is, Trey? Do you... Um. Okay. Thanks for joining us, and remember, Spain. Shit sounds whack. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Brace the day, people.